Tonight, the comics industry is in peril and everything has been pushed back on this edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71. I'm your host, Thomas Townley. Now, I'll admit right here that the comic edition is a bit of a struggle these days. There's uh, not very much new comic product out there. Uh, there's very little TV or movie pro- products. So, uh, you know, you just put together what news items you have. Now, as I mentioned... In episode seventy, I'll be taking a new job at my at my day at uh, my night job, and we'll be moving to the day shift. After seven years, it can be done. Now I don't know exactly what my schedule will be, so uh, be sure to watch Multiverse Tonight's social media accounts for any changes on uh, when I, you know, put this program out live, or uh, if I have to change the release dates going forward. Now, uh, by the way, if you are a, if you're on Twitch on, uh, on the weekends, I've, uh, started to stream Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, it'll, it's a very late night stream. It'll, it'll be, you know, pretty much like midnight central time here in the United States. So, uh, if you want to, you know, stay up late for an hour or so and, you know, talk and and watch me you know play i even got a uh, new controller to play with so uh you know if you feel free come and watch me anyway let's start with some dc comic news marvel and disney Marvel and DC, in a rare show of cooperation, will be delaying the release of digital comic books for at least a week while brick-and-mortar stores are shut down due to the social distancing measures. Now, this just comes days after Diamond Distributors announced that it would not be shipping any product until further notice. As to how long this will continue, that's completely unknown. And if you're a comic book store owner in the United States and you need to know how the uh, United States government can help you keep your doors open. After, you know, they just passed a, release bi- a relief bill not too long ago. Go to the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund website. Uh, they've started a resource page to uh, help you out. Now, uh, while we at home wait for any new product, why not buy every DC comic ever made in just one collection? Sotheby's announced that it will be auctioning the DC Complete, the Ian Levine Collection, a collection that includes every DC comic published between 1935 and 2016. The collection has more than 40,000 comics, 
and is now available to be viewed online at the Sotheby's website. Now, from one apocalypse to another, comicbook.com has learned that the DC animated movie Justice League Dark Apocalypse War will serve as the capstone to the Justice League animated universe that was started with 2013's Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox. The movie features Matt Ryan's John Constantine, Jerry O'Connell's Superman, Tony Todd's Darkseid, and Rosario Dawson's Wonder Woman with Rain Wilson's Lex Luthor. The movie is set for digital release on May 5th, with a Blu-ray release on May 19th. Zack Snyder, during a live commentary for Batman v Superman, that seems to be a hot thing to do right now, is, is do, do watch-alongs online, revealed several key points. Uh, this is a long article, so I'm not going to read every single one, but here's at least five of them. First, that every shot in the film was storyboarded. So many storyboards that he has them in four volumes, and that he encourages the, encourages the crew to look at the storyboards rather than the script. Two, Ben Affleck got in trouble with the stunt supervisor for the way he hopped out of the helicopter in the opening scene, and that Amy Adams does not like flying in helicopters. Three, the collapse of Wayne Tower was intentionally reminiscent of 9-11, and it was important for the, quote, psychic trauma, unquote, to Bruce Wayne, a secondary, a secondary trauma source only to the death of his parents. Also, the massive amount of damage sustained by Metropolis during the Superman Zod fight was because, quote, I don't like the idea that there is no consequence, that these characters get to knock around in our world and don't create and solve giant problems, unquote. Four, Superman's appearance in Africa was originally going to be a much bigger scene, but Snyder decided to go simpler. Snyder also saw that a five-movie arc, but dead is dead. Jimmy Olsen was never going to come back. Quote, the ones that die off, die off for a reason. Hopefully, they teach us something as they go. Unquote. Now, Olsen's death would have had larger consequences if the arc had continued. Lastly, Mr. Snyder said that he was interested in exploring how Superman's mortality is perceived and how it changes when it becomes tied to foreign wars and political hearing. Quote, Superman, with his clean morality, having to deal with these gray areas is what this whole thing is about. Unquote. Now, again, there were a lot more points, and I'll have a link to it in their show notes. Uh, it's part of an article on The Hollywood Reporter. It's, it's fascinating. It's a very interesting look. So I encourage you to uh, read more about it. Does that done? A little business news. Warner Media, the corporate entity that has the life and death of DC literally in its hands, has named a new CEO, former Hulu CEO John Killar. He will be taking over for John Stinky, who is moving over to the role of president and COO of parent company AT&T. Kalar will be reporting to Stinky starting on May 1st. Stinky said about Mr. Kalar, quote, Adding Jason to the talented Warner Media family as we launch HBO Max in May gives us the right management team to strategically position our leading portfolio of brands, world-class talent, and rich library of intellectual property for future growth, unquote. Now, Kalar is well-suited to oversee HBO Max, being the founding CEO of Hulu, 
from 2007 to 2013. Well, good job. I, I wish the best. Now, uh, let's talk a little Marvel news. <laughs> Professor X, James McAvoy, is helping to save the United Kingdom in real life. The actor has donated 275 pounds, which is roughly $340,000 American, to the UK Health Service for protective gear desperately needed for this coronavirus. He donated the money to the crowdfunding campaign Mask for Heroes, which was set up by a group of doctors in the United Kingdom to raise money for masks, visors, and gloves. Mr. McAvoy's money pushed the total so far to £700,000, roughly 868000 American, more than the three times the original goal. In a video on Instagram, the actor said, quote, We've all heard stories about doctors and nurses having to buy their own personal protective equipment from the internet or DIY stores, and the products aren't good enough, and frankly, neither is that situation, he said in the video. Not only does it put the doctors and nurses at risk of contracting COVID-19 themselves, but it puts them at a higher risk of passing it on to their patients and their, or their patient's family and giving them COVID-19. This situation is truly urgent, and the time is of the essence. Unquote. Now, McAvoy also took time to praise the healthcare workers at the NHS, who said we're fighting a war against COVID-19, saying, quote, Thank you so much to the NHS for everything you've done for me in my life. You've been there since the day I was born. You saved my life in the past, and who knows, you may save my life again in the future. Now, I'm so glad we're trying to raise some money to help save your lives going forward, unquote. Now, good job, Professor X. And for those of you listening in the United Kingdom, stay safe. And if, if you would, drop me a line. Let me know how you're doing. I would be uh, fascinated to get a perspective from across the pond. Now, uh, sad news here, a bit. The Black Widow movie will be doing the coronavirus shuffle and will be heading to theaters on November 6th which was the original release date for Marvel's The Eternals movie, uh, which has been pushed back. However, where it's been pushed back to, we won't know yet. Also pushed back was Ryan Reynolds' comedy Free Guy. It moved from July 3rd to December 11th. Indiana Jones 5 is moving from 2021 to 2022. The Disney animated movie Soul was set, is set for June 19th. The live-action Mulan is now due July 24th. SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run, is scheduled for July 31st. Wonder Woman 84 is now set for August 14th. Bill and Ted Face the Music will come out a week later on the 24th. And Monster Hunter is scheduled for Labor Day weekend. That is unless they get pushed back again, which is a big you know, thing. Or they could be moved to another platform, as Disney's Artemis Fowl movie has been moved to Disney Plus, bypassing the theater run altogether. Who knows? This might have been, a, you know, this might be a good move. Yeah. You know, we'll have to wait and see how how widely the Arnus Fowl movie is received. Marvel Comics wants to give you something to keep you busy while you're waiting around the house. Free digital comics. All you need to access to access these comics is the Marvel Unite Marvel Unlimited 
by the app or the website. Now, the comics can be accessed until May 4th without the need for payment info or trial subscription. Now, comics in these in this collection include Avengers vs. X-Men, Civil War, uh, Volume 1 of Black Panther, the X-Men Milestones Dark Phoenix Saga, uh, Avengers Volume 1, Final Final Fantastic Four Volume 1, Captain America Winter Soldier Ultimate, and uh, several more. So uh, go there and check that out. Hachette is uh, putting out Marvel Comics Retrospective, The Marvel Arts of George Perez in December. Now George is known for his multiple runs on the Avengers from 1970 to 1990. He also penciled the first part of the Infinity Gauntlet limited series. Perez retired from comics in January of 2019. Now here's a description of that book. Quote, Celebrating the artistic legacy of a true Marvel Comics legend, George Perez first wowed fans in the 1970s, building a phenomenal reputation as a super team illustrator without peer on Avengers, Inhumans, and Fantastic Four. His talents graced the superhero action of Marvel 2-in-1, the martial arts mayhem of Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, and the monster madness of Man-Wolf in Creatures on the Loose. Years later, Perez demonstrated his cosmic grandeur by wiping out half the Marvel Universe along with Thanos in Infinity Gauntlet. As, uh, and as the Avengers made a heroic turn in 1998, so too did Perez, joining writer Kurt Busiek to usher Earth's mightiest, mightiest into a new era of greatness. Nobody can draw an army of heroes in a single image better than George Perez. Unquote. Now, it sounds interesting. I wonder if my friend Andy will get it. Hmm, I wonder. Finally in Marvel news, The Hollywood Reporter reports that Ant-Man might have found its writer in Rick and Morty writer and co-producer Jeff Loveness. Director Peyton Reed is still set to direct with Paul Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly set to return as well. According to the sources, the writing has commenced. Now, let's go on to the geek news. Yeah, I told you this, this episode would be quick. Now, Ryan Reynolds is no stranger to playing a video game character. You know, as I mentioned earlier, his, his new uh, video game-based uh, movie, Free Guy, has been pushed back. But Variety now reports that the actor is in talks to star in the film adaptation of the classic Don Bluth animated game, Dragon's Lair, for Netflix. The movie will be produced by Reynolds' Maxima Effort Production Company, as well as Roy Lee's Vertigo Entertainment, and Trevor Engelson, Don Bluth, Gary Goldman, and John Pomeroy will also be producers. The writers behind the Lego movie and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Dan and Kevin Hageman, will write the script based on the game. Dragon's Lair tells the story of Dirk the the Daring as he attempts to rescue Princess Daphne from the clutches of the Dragon Singe and the wizard Mordrock. Yeah, I always liked that game. Oh, I wish I could play it, but, you know, I was nowhere near an arcade at the time. Stephen King's new book, If It Bleeds, will be coming out a week early. The book is a compilation of novellas and will be released on May the 5th. Here's the blurb, quote, From number one New York Times best-selling author, legendary storyteller, and master of short fiction, Stephen King, comes an extraordinary collection of four new and compelling novellas, 
Mr. Harrigan's phone, the life of Chuck, Rat, and the title story, If It Bleeds, each pulling readers into intriguing and, and frightening places. The novella is a form, Kirk, uh, form King has returned to over and over again in the course of his amazing career, and many have been made into iconic films, including The Body, Stand By Me, and Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Redemption, like Four Past Midnight, Different Seasons, and most recently, Full Dark, No Stars, If It Bleeds, is a uniquely satisfying collection of longer short fiction by an incomparably gifted writer, unquote. Yeah. I'm, I'm not one for reading Stephen King. It's, it's never been my forte. You know, I enjoy the movies. You know, fine. But, you know, he's, he's never been my, my cup of tea. You know, maybe, you know, maybe I should buy this for, for my wife because, you know, she's a fan of horror. Anyway, the freshman Fox animated show Duncanville has been handed an order for a second season. The series from Amy Poehler has been doing very well, 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 let's call it okay on live TV, but has been doing better on digital platforms. Now, the other new series, Bless the Hearts, has also been given a second season, and Fox has decided that it will be expanding its animated lineup with two new shows, Housebroken and The Great North. So uh, I guess we'll see if those, those shows are any good. You know, keep in mind that, you know, it's probably looking down the road to replace The Simpsons and Family Guy. These shows are, are you know, have been on forever and, you know, they need, the, you know, I'm sure they want a ratings hit that can properly, you know, replace those shows when those shows finally do take their final, final call. Now, uh... As I said, he said in the sci-fi edition and in in, in earlier in this edition, movies have been pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Well, here's more movies that have been pushed back. The new Minions movie, Minions Rise of Gru, has been pushed back to next year. The movie was originally scheduled for July 2nd of this year, but instead will go one year later and go to July 2nd of 2021. Also moved is Illumination's sequel, Sing 2, which has been bumped from July 2nd, 2021 to make rooms for the Minions and will instead come out in Christmas on December 22nd, 2021. That movie bumped the film version of the Broadway musical Wicked from its release date and it has not been given a new, re a new date for rescheduling. Also rescheduled has been Morbius, Uncharted, Peter Rabbit 2, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. The Morbius movie has been moved from July 31st, 2020 to March 19th, 2021. Uncharted went from March 5th, 2021 to October 8th, 2021. Peter Rabbit 2 went from, 8th, from August 7th, 2020 to January 15th, 2021. And Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, this one kind of breaks my heart because I was so looking forward to seeing this. But we'll just have to wait just a few months more. Uh, it was originally set to open this July 10th. Now it's going to be March 5th, 2021. Your mileage may vary. Lock and Key will be going back for Season 2 on Netflix. The series, based on Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez's IDW comic book, has been picked up 
according to the show's Twitter account. Now, Variety had caught up with co-showrunners Carlton Cuse and Meredith Everell, who told the paper, quote, We're thrilled to continue the journey of Lock and Key alongside all of our amazing collaborators. We are grateful to Netflix for all their support, especially at this difficult time, and look forward to bringing you the exciting next chapter of our story, unquote. Now, no return date has been announced. Season 11 of Archer has also been pushed back. The season was supposed to start on May 6th, will will be pushed back to sometime later this year. According to a statement from FX Networks, the delay is due to production challenges and scheduling issues. Uh, A reminder that this show is made in Georgia, which uh, unfortunately Georgia is one of those southern states that hasn't been, you know, following good social distancing rules, so it's having a tough time right now. Uh, you know, I look forward I look forward to this show. Uh, met Amber Nash at uh, one of the previous Planet Comic Cons. She's she was a sweetheart. She was she was fun. So uh, I guess I can wait. Now again with just like in the sci-fi edition, uh, we have a couple of passings to report. First off, this person may not be a comic book uh, celebrity, a sci-fi celebrity, or really a geeky celebrity, but for those of us who watched TV in in the 90s, and especially the TV show Wings, uh, we know him as the scumbag owner of Aeromass Airlines in the 1990 Cheers spinoff Wings, uh, actor David Schramm has passed away. Uh, David Schramm was a founding member of the New York-based The Acting Company, and made his first appearance on Broadway in 1973. From 1990 to 1997, he played Roy Biggins, the owner of the competing airline to struggling Sandpiper Air, and is the only actor in the show to have appeared in every single episode. He was 73 years old. And sadly, uh, this one was just tragically young. Teen actor Logan Williams, who portrayed young Barry Allen in those flashbacks on The Flash, suddenly passed away at the young age of 16. His co-star and series lead, Grant Gustin, posted a tribute to the actor on Instagram, saying, quote, Just hearing the devastating news that Logan Williams has passed away suddenly, I was so impressed by not only Logan's talent, but his professionalism on set. My thoughts and prayers will be with him and his family during what I'm sure is an unimaginably difficult time for them. Please keep Logan and his family in your thoughts and prayers, doing what has been a strange and trying time for us all, sending love to everyone. Unquote. Mm-hmm. That that really is a shame. You know. You know, it's 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 you know, dying young is is, is never never good. Well, that brings us to the end of the comic book news. Now, uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to uh, contribute some money to our program, please visit mtpodcast.com uh, to go to the Coffee Patreon and Glow.fm at links as well. And just or just go over to Multiverse Tonight and hit the support me link at the top of the page and be sure to visit uh, multiverse tonight.com to check out the affiliate marketplace links 
uh, our T Public Store link, uh, our show notes, and an occasional column. You know, when the mood hits me. If you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us with some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro music. Uh, thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. Now, we'll be back in just a couple of weeks with the sci-fi edition. Now, please... Exit the universe in an orderly fashion, wash your hands, and have a good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.